Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Episode 1925 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, the big game hunter, and welcome. I've got a guest on today, and we're going to be talking about changing careers, some of the obstacles that get in the way, and frankly, a methodology that's going to help you. Uh, Dr. Garrett Hope is my guest today, and he went through a significant one himself, and uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, that approach to job... Um, Let's try that again. That approach to career change. Hope you find it helpful. He has an offer for a conference he's hosting in September. And uh, there's a 25% discount uh, to attending. I just want to be clear, this is not an affiliate link. I'm not making any money on this. I just thought he was going to be a great guest. And I do hope you enjoy the show. And with that, let's get going. My guest today is Dr. Garrett Hope, who's a composer and former university professor. He uses his music to create emotional experiences, whether writing for students or media. Folks, hang in there. This is going to make sense in a moment. When not composing, he speaks on the business of music and how to move forward through challenging times. Garrett, welcome. I appreciate you making time today. Thank you for letting me be on the show, Jeff. It's really my pleasure to be here. Thank you. And, and I appreciate you making time. And what are we talking about today? What, 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 what are you doing? How, like, how does this work together? Oh, yeah. Somewhere along the line, you changed your career. What brought, you, right. what brought you to the point of changing careers? What was going on or not going on? Oh, man, this, the story, and, and I think this is true for a lot of people, is, is you, you start moving it forward in life and you have a plan. And life happens, right? And what happened to me is I never, well, let's, let's stay way back. I never wanted to be a teacher. My mother was a teacher. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to write music and perform music. And then when I was in graduate school, I got these crazy opportunities to teach. Uh, I, they bypassed the doctoral students while I was a master's student to give me a teaching assistantship. And at the same time, I got hired at a local community college in Colorado to begin teaching. And all of a sudden, I realized, I really like this teaching gig. Not only does it naturally resonate with who I am as an individual, as a mentor and communicator, but I love helping students come along and grow. Long story short, I continue on in this. I go and get a doctorate in music so I can become a professor. And then things change. Um, I end up leaving academia and then kind of re-entering it a little bit recently as a lecturer part-time. But what happens is, as I was discovering more of who I am and what I do and building my career, I made these pivots. 
And that's why the story sometimes doesn't make sense, but it does when you begin to realize that all I did is I took my skill set and my passion and my interest in helping people and just shifted it a few degrees to the right or to the left. And so that's why it sounds kind of crazy, but yeah, I'm a former university professor. I am a composer by training. I still write music all the time, mainly for educational ensembles, but I've taken that passion for teaching and mentoring and helping other people moving forward. And I've become a coach. And lately I'm helping people with the career side because, uh, as you know, and as you've been talking about on your podcast, the industry careers all across the country are in turmoil. Turmoil to say the least. After all, as we're recording this, millions of people have lost their jobs. Some have been able to get back, but obviously not enough. The world is changing. Where we work changes and how we work is changing. And we have to think creatively because some jobs are just gone. They are. I saw a report, um, was it the University of Chicago, I think published this, something up to 42% of the jobs that went away during the shutdowns are not coming back. So if you lost your job and you're in one of those industries that's deeply affected, you have to pivot because you don't have a choice. And thus, we're going to be speaking about some of the roadblocks to change, some of the ways to move forward, things along those lines, folks, because we want to help you take steps to move ahead. So what sort of things get in the way? What sort of action should people take? And it's funny, in that intro that I read, the word forward is capitalized because that's really the model that we're going to be working with, right? That's right. So I've created this framework called Moving Forward, and the forward is an acronym, and it stands for fear, opportunities, reimagining, and I'll elaborate that in a second, web, action, results, and then dreaming. Uh, but to answer your question, before we get into the forward a little bit, I think some of the things that really get in our way from pivoting is the fallacy of the sunk cost, which is the idea that, oh, I've invested all this time, all this energy to get to where I am. And this happens with people who have graduate degrees, specialized training, time invested, maybe you're 15, 20 years into a career, and now that industry is just done. And, and you feel like you've wasted your money and you cannot pivot. That's the fallacy of sunk costs. Here's our- Let me interrupt for a second with a quick story. And, and I, I believe I told this somewhere else, but I remember years ago, uh, there was someone else who was also doing recruiting as I used to do. And technology was changing from, and folks, if you're an old time technologist, you'll recognize this, this language, COBOL to something else. Uh, and this friend of mine from the other search firm called up and said, I got all these great COBOL programmers. I don't know what to do with them. I said, burn the resume because you're not going to be able to do anything with them. It's done. And folks, for a lot of you, what you're doing isn't going to be needed anymore. And if it is, it's going to be needed in far fewer numbers. Is that the gamble you want to take? So, right. But I, I, don't, I don't want people to like uh, wallow in that fear because <laughs> and, and, that's their first part of forward, right? Is fear is not about becoming less fearful. It's about becoming more brave. And when we're in these places that are also emotionally laden, being unemployed, having no paycheck to look forward to in the future – 
we, uh, we let the fear become a real obstacle. And that fear really is not going to go away. But what we can do is learn to deal with it. And I know you talk about this on your show and your listeners have heard about it. It's about putting one foot in front of the other and taking the next step. And so that's part of what I'm doing is helping people become more brave. And then I think if we reframe what's happening, we can have opportunities. Opportunities are all around us if you start looking for them, even in the midst of this pandemic. And it, the fear sometimes stops us from seeing these. But whenever your passions and interest and skill set and the, where that intersects with people who have a need, that's an opportunity. And if we start by thinking of others before we think of ourselves and how we can serve others, we begin to find opportunities everywhere. So even for those COBOL programmers, they already know so much, right? They know, they know at least one programming language. I guarantee you they know more than that. Uh, they're computer experts. They, they are probably networked within an industry. But where are the needs and how can they serve them, even if that means acquiring a new skill? Does that make sense? Like we, There are really opportunities. All, it's an abundance, but we just sometimes can't see them. Yes, and I think of all the chefs that have been affected around the country. And, you know, let's assume you're not a celebrity chef from a big restaurant in a major city where you're going to become a private chef to a celebrity. There's lots of opportunities in, in the food industry. Maybe it's commercial food. Maybe it's in one of the services, the meal kit services, where you're not pre pre preparing meals each night. Uh, for a full house or a 25% full restaurant, as is mandated right now in a lot of places. But what you are doing is remaining in the game, leveraging your skills in a different way. Maybe you start something on your own and market it in your area. There's things to think creatively about that most people in their fear get stuck with stuck right i know where we live i'm in lincoln nebraska a lot of these restaurants not a lot but a few really did think creatively and some of them um began to because the state changed the rules here to make help restaurants stay alive but they ended up becoming suppliers so where the grocery stores had empty shelves you could now buy raw ingredients from the restaurants or those let's say who made buns and rolls for their restaurant now you can go to them and they'll act like a bakery so drive up very little interaction right but now you can have freshly baked bread from the steakhouse that made buns so it's all about thinking creatively and finding those opportunities and again, and that, this, oh go ahead no no you and that leads me to the R, which is reimagining, and I'm talking about the past, and reimagining your skill set and, and not getting stuck in that uh, fallacy of the sunk cost. And Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon, has this fascinating idea called the talent stack. And that's where you take individual skills, and we all are so unique, what makes you stand out from the rest? As a former university professor, this is one of my biggest beefs with schooling is that we try to make everybody fit into the same box. And for the listeners out there, you don't. You're not a box. You're not you're you are somebody unique with a special skill set and experiences that you can use if you frame it correctly to serve a need in a way that nobody else can.
It's the knowledge you know, the skills you have, and the experience that you have under your belt. And I'll add in, and who you are as a person and letting it out. Because so often with the universities, with the school system in general, you know, the story is that they were training people for the factory. So, you know, you're sitting at your desk, you shut up, you do what you're told, regurgitate a bunch of things when we tell you to do it, or else. And the or else is you're not going to get to the next level of university, the next level of school. Once you're in the university, you're not going to get the good job. You carry that message forward into the workplace where you do what you're told. And then one day they bring you into an office and let you go. You go, what did I do wrong? You did nothing wrong. I did what I was told to do. Yep. Why isn't this working? Yeah. Seth Godin. Are you familiar with Seth Godin? Of course. Right. He has this great statement because he's super critical of higher education and education in general. And he says that we're teaching kids there's a right and wrong answer to problems. And the better thing we should be teaching these people is to find the questions and then the answers to the questions. And if you seek the answer or you seek the question, there's not really a wrong, right? It's not like a test answer where you either were correct or incorrect. Instead, we, we open up the world to an abundance of opportunities. And that's really what education should do. And I always think, you know, Seth also says, a lot of what education teaches, once you're in the workplace, you can Google it. Yeah, right. It's, yep. it's how you apply knowledge in creative ways that get extraordinary results, not whether you can regurgitate the fact. That's irrelevant yes. anymore because Google's there. Right. So, yeah. so what can we do differently? How can you take that experience that you have and apply it in different ways and stand out from the millions of other people who in theory do what you do, but aren't you? Yeah. So part of what I did at the university, Jeff, is I taught the history of rock and roll. And I got to tell you, that was fun because I basically got paid to play music videos and talk about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But when we're in the 70s and we're talking about art rock, I make a point of watching The Wall by Pink Floyd. And you, everyone knows the chorus, right? We don't need no education. education. We don't need no forced control. And if you watch that video, you have all these students who are individuals walking into the factory And when they come out, they're faceless. They've lost their identity. And even Pink Floyd in the 70s was pointing this out about education, and it's still true today. So remove that mask. Like Jeff was saying, find your unique personality, who you are, your skills, your knowledge and experience. That's how you can move forward. And you intersect that with the people who have needs and problems and how you can solve them. And Opportunities abound. So far, we've talked about fear, right? Mm-hmm. Opportunities. Opportunities. Uh, you mentioned some costs, which I believe you refer to as reimagining your skill sets. Yes, sir. Oh, you were raised to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> Please call me Jeff. No need to call me sir. So, so we've got the beginning of forward, F-O-R. Mm-hmm. The next letter is W. W. And this is something that I know you speak and write about abundantly. And that is what I call the web, meaning networking. Uh, It's who you know 
is more important than what you know, or more specifically, and maybe Jeff, you have some deep thoughts on this, but it's who knows what you know that really matters. And I think what happens when you go to an education, like when you, these kids who go to these Ivy League schools, they're not really paying for the education at Harvard. They're paying for the network that opens new opportunities. And we all have networks of our own and we can grow them and there's things we can do to nurture them and make them more healthy. But I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make when they're thinking about their network is to ask things of their network instead of providing things to your network. It's about being of service to others. If you know one person in your network who's working on a project or has a problem of their own and you know somebody else on the other side of your network who can help solve that problem or they can work together, it's about connecting these people. And the more you can act as the connector and the center of your web, again, more opportunities present themselves. So I think you used the the most important word uh, so far, and it's one that people don't think in terms of, is becoming a connector. People just think of, gimme, 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 gimme. I need, I need, I need, as opposed to give more, get more. Right. And how does someone shift or what can someone do to shift their mindset from gimme, gimme to helping others? Well, a really simple thing is to begin reaching out to the people who are in your closest sphere of your network and just checking in, seeing what they're going through. And again, trying to find solutions to their problems. And I'm not saying you're going to find the solution, but you might know somebody else who can help with that. Uh, for instance, if, if you knew someone who um, was working on a redesign for their business website, and but they're not a programmer, they're not a designer, but you have a web designer in another part of your network, put the two people together. I'm doing this right now for myself with one of my, the listeners of my podcast was looking for a graphic designer. Hey, I've got a graphic designer friend and it's not about me. I'm not gaining from this, at least not directly. And what happens is we, we begin to just provide resources and every once in a while you reach out and you find an article and you say, Hey, I think this is right up someone's interest or right up their alley. And you just send it out. Say, I'm thinking about you. You might like this, and that's it. You just kind of touch base, and you try to enrich other people's lives. It sounds like a lot of work, but it's really simple, and the dividends are huge. And sometimes it can be as simple as connecting people with information. Yes, yeah. I remember there was a woman I knew many years ago who was like the first woman commodities broker at a major Wall Street firm. Really? And it was a heck of a position to be in because you know, she was the one who was made to look like the secretary when people came in. So she was always front and center in every bullpen environment. So if a, a visitor was coming in, they think she was the secretary. But what she tried to do was, as part of her business development, this is pre-internet days, folks. She would send articles to people that she was prospecting that she thought might be of interest to you. And Slowly but surely, she was able to get meetings with some very wealthy investors and government agencies because she was doing commodities trading and thought that there would be information there that would be helpful. Sometimes that's all it takes is sharing without an expectation in return. We often call that providing value, right? Learn. That's a great term. 
provide value. Oh, okay. So when people are thinking of their network, they tend to think in terms of more, more, more. I need more people as opposed to servicing who they have. They have. Yeah, it was a Judy Robinette wrote this book about how to be a power connector. And she has this idea that we have the five closest people on our network, and these are the people we interact with daily. And they're probably going to be our nuclear family, best friends. And then you, you move out from that to the, the most critical 50, really. And these are the people you interact with weekly, maybe even biweekly. They're your greatest sphere within your vocation. And then there's another 100 a little bit outside that are more slightly removed that you know intimately, but you don't interact with every day. And you, we top out as humans around 150 people in a network. Beyond that, we can't really know that many more people. And there's a whole lot of research that backs this up. So people can move in and out of your network, but it's not about providing value to 5,000 people. It's about being that critical information provider or that connector for that small group of people. Excellent. So we've got F-O-R-W, we're on to A, A. It's about, it's about taking steps. You, we can plan, we can think, we can reimagine our skill set and our histories, but if we're not actually putting one forward in front of the other, then nothing's going to happen. And I want to encourage people to take action. As a good friend told me, what a coach does is they deepen understanding and learning and they help further action. And I want to help people further action. And sometimes we don't really know what's going to happen or where we're going. But once you start moving, things become more clear. And it's a whole lot easier to pivot when you're in action. I and agree. The analogy of the car and the steering wheel completely works right here. So often... People get stuck. You know, we're talking about pivoting and changing careers and you know, changing things in your life. And while they're thinking, you know, I don't like this anymore, they become inert because they don't know what to do next. And to me, one of the best things that you can do to, do, to move forward is move forward. Do something. Even if what you're doing is what doctors do when they're trying to diagnose an illness, which is rule things out. Yeah. Yeah. That's moving forward because you're eliminating possibilities that, you know, are, are leaving you paralyzed about what to do. You're eliminating choices and thus are able to take action. Because if you've got 20 things that you're deciding between, let's get it down to a manageable number. Right. And one way is to kind of start where we just lend and had the conversation is Reach out to people, give information. That's actually action. It's moving things forward one small step at a time. And the, the R in forward here is results. And this gets into mindset training. The results we get in our life are a result of the actions we take, which in turn are a result of what we're thinking about the circumstances we find ourselves in. All that to say, is if you want different results, you have to start at the beginning with your thoughts. The circumstances we can't change. Like right now, there's a pandemic. Certain states are shut down. Jobs have been lost. Your industry might be decimated. But if your thought is, woe is me, complete panic, 
that's going to lead you probably to inaction. And what are the results you're going to get from that, Jeff? Nada. Nada, right? So instead, if you begin to think about things as, wow, okay, I have a certain skill set, experience, personality that allows me to serve these people. There's some opportunities. And now you can start taking action towards those opportunities. And you're going to get a different set of results. And that's the key. People spend a lot of time reflecting upon the past. Oh, I made a terrible mistake. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I could have done, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that's self-deprecating. It's not, you know, the thing to rejigger with that is, okay, what do you learn from that? Yeah. What do you learn from that? What wouldn't you do in the future if you were presented with that circumstance? Great. Now that you know that, let's move ahead. What can you do now? Let's move forward. (laughs) And this works in the midst of complete evil and tragedy. Uh, Viktor Frankl, who was himself a Holocaust survivor, he wrote this amazing book called Man's Search for Meaning. And what he discovered while he himself was a victim of the concentration camps is that some people got trapped in the past, trapped in the fear, and they literally died from withering away. And even though he was battling that complete evil and tragedy, there's a way forward. And it's not about pretending the evil doesn't exist or that the pandemic isn't here or that people haven't lost their job. It's not about faking anything. It's about thinking the thoughts that are going to be more fruitful and finding the opportunities. So true. It was a great book. And folks, if you haven't read it, short book, very, very powerful book. Very powerful. Super powerful. And I think Viktor Frankl would agree with my D here at the end of the word, though, uh, as we both know, it really should be at the beginning, but then the word doesn't spell correctly. And that's the idea of dreaming big. And you don't want to play small when you're pivoting. Don't just think, oh, I'm going to make a lateral move in my career. Why, why, make, why think so small? Dream big, and the bigger your dream, the, the more action is going to inspire you to take and that dream should light a fire under you. And if it doesn't terrify you just a little bit, your dream is not big enough. You have a unique combination of things to serve the world and the world needs you. Don't dream small, dream big. There's a wonderful book I read while I was in coach training. Uh, it's a book called The Spark, The Flame, and The Torch by Lance Secretan. And the, the metaphor of spark, flame, and torch is what you try to do is find the spark within you or combust the spark within you and give it oxygen, give it air so it can burst into a flame. Yeah. And once the flame is lit, you want to carry a torch into the world and have people following you. What can you do, folks, along those lines? Because you've got the spark within you. If you're watching a show about career change, there's something here that really resonates for you. Yes. Write it down. Start thinking about it and who you can ask to do research, what you can read, what you can watch to do research to find out what it's really like, not what you think it's like. So that that way, once you have that knowledge, you can start making decisions and taking action to move forward in that direction. Because 
right now you have a lot of ideas. Like there are people like coach who've had wonderful ideas about careers until they talk to people. And they say, oh, that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> like how many lawyers have left the law within a year of graduation because they discovered the reality of what it's like to be a first and a second year lawyer. Happens in education too. I mean, we pump teachers out and we're still hiring teachers like crazy because the burnout rate is really high. Torture for folks. So yep. fear, opportunity, results, the web meaning your network, mm -hmm. A for taking action, getting results, I want to encourage you folks, get quantifiable results here. And it could be small things, but just keep moving forward in, in your action. You'll get results and keep dreaming. Dreaming. Don't, right. don't allow yourself to get stuck because the results are not immediate. Right. That is another thing that people, uh, a lot of the, my coaching clients struggle with this too because we lay out a framework and we lay out a system, but it didn't happen tomorrow. And so they want to throw in the towel. And sometimes it can take a while to complete the pivot, but stay with it. So true. What haven't I asked you about so far that I should, um, that would help well, my audience today? Sure. Well, I'm, thanks for asking. Uh, my colleagues and I are putting together a conference at the end of September. This is September 26th and 27th. It's a virtual conference to help people make their pivot. If you're stuck in your career or if you don't know how to move forward yourself, this is the conference for you. You can find out more at thepivotadventure.com, all one word. And Jeff, just for your listeners, I've created a coupon. So you can get 25% off the regular ticket admission right now. And that coupon code, if you're ready, is Altman. 25 all lowercase so a l t m a n 25 that'll give you 25 percent off the regular ticket price that's today's show i hope you found it helpful and if you did here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me first of all visit my website which is thebiggamehunter.us Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers. Anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! 
Get to Kohl's this weekend and save during the friends and family sale. Take an extra 20% off. Get fleece for the family, $15.99 and under. The new Fitbit Inspire 2 is $99.99. And save on family denim, $17.59 and under. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Find a little more this fall. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles offers valid September 30th through October 4th, 20% off with promo code Family Shop. Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, Pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're gonna be here a while. 